2: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
3: and fees may vary. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and on the way, we're going to have a whole lot of fun. You can follow the fun on my Twitter page at Dan Day Radio, or just tune in. Turn on and drop out. No, don't drop out. I'm kidding. Old saying. Nonetheless, Joe Rose Show. Going to be talking football, football, and more football, especially Dolphins with Kyle Krabs. Dan Lebatard Show. Linking up with Scott Van Pelt. Getting you ready for the big PGA Tour. Hawk and Crowder. Ooh. More Zion fighting. And maybe a little bit of hockey talk. That's what they're going to be up to. Right now, let's get into the headlines. The Heat and the Celtics tip off in about 30 minutes. So far, Miami is 1-1 one one inside the NBA bubble. The Panthers fell to the Islanders earlier today, 4-2. to two. NEW YORK LEADS THE BEST OF FIVE SERIES, TWO GAMES TO NONE. GAME THREE IS TOMORROW AT NOON. LISTEN TO IT HERE ON 560 TO JOE. THE MARLINS RETURN FROM SUSPENDED PLAY DUE TO COVID-19 TONIGHT WHEN THEY TAKE ON BALTIMORE AT 735. THE Dolphins HAVE REMOVED LINEBACKER JEROME BAKER FROM THE COVID-19 LIST AND SIGNED CORNERBACK PICASEN WILSON OFF WAIVERS. WILSON WAS WITH THE COLTS' PRACTICE SQUAD LAST SEASON. THE BIG 12 HAS APPROVED A FOOTBALL SCHEDULE THAT WILL FEATURE NINE CONFERENCE GAMES and one non-conference game this season. No schedules have been released. Tonight, the Connecticut Sun look for their first win of the WNBA season. When they take on Seattle at nine, the WNBA bubble is located in Bradenton, Florida. Now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A bear recently broke into a car in California in order to eat the trash left inside of it. If you're gonna trash a car, don't do it for trash. Do it for pizza, money, cell phones, etc. Two ostriches ran roughshod on the streets of the Philippines yesterday. Pandemic or no pandemic? That's entertainment there. A wedding in Detroit was interrupted when a woman showed up claiming to be pregnant with the groom's baby. How rude of her. Doesn't she know she needs to wait until the preacher asks if anyone has any reason why this couple shouldn't be married, speak now, or forever hold your peace. It's all about timing. Timing. A plane in Papua New Guinea crashed at takeoff because its cargo was too heavy. What was it, shipping? Cocaine. I guess the pilot should have lifted off before lifting off. Today's forecast. Chance of rain? Temperatures in the mid 80s. This morning, you got a good lift-off with Joe Rose Show. They're getting you ready for football, which is inching closer and closer and closer. Talking with Kyle Krabs about Fitzmagic. Oh, he knows his role. Also, other personnel on the Dolphins team. But first, we do hear from the forementioned Fitzmagic.
4: He's a really interesting guy. He's got a lot of energy to him. And you can even – you can just tell that guys are going to gravitate to him. There's just a – there's something about him that is just very likable. And, you know, I can already tell that he's going to be one of those guys that gets along with everybody, that guys are going to want to follow. He just has that kind of air about him. And and part of it is probably the way that he played in college – just kind of the name that, and the reputation that he's built for himself, but there's there's not a whole lot of ego involved, and he's very likable. I don't know, just the the general conversations, whether about football or life. It's been really fun so far. You know, I, I don't know how much time it'll be before Tua is in the lineup. I know that I am the placeholder, and we've already had that conversation. I told him, you know, I'm going to do the best I can to uh, lead this team and. You know, to win football games when I'm out there and whenever it is that Tua gets his chance, whether it's early or late or whenever it is, I'm going to be his biggest cheerleader. And that's what I said earlier, but I think I have a unique perspective from the career that i've had i'm really i was excited that they drafted him and since you know meeting him in person finally the other day i'm i'm really excited i think we've really hit it off and even though i'm an old geezer to him we've meshed personality wise and i'm excited to work with
5: him. on twitter at grinding the tape by the way he's the director of scouting for the draft network lead editor of the dolphins wire and host unlocked on fins and the draft dudes podcast good morning kyle hope all is well with you and the family and you're staying safe
6: good morning, you guys. Uh, it is. We're getting uh, – I feel like I'm down in South Florida getting a little bit of this hurricane that's coming off the coast here this morning. So, living vicariously, you guys can live vicariously through me with the storm today. How's <laughs> that?
7: Right. Right. Hey, hey, Kyle, wasn't that refreshing to hear?
6: Yeah. Fitzpatrick.
7: Had? It was just like, wow. Like, he knows, and he's like, I'm going to get him ready, plus I want to help win some games. It was – what would you think?
6: It's one of those things about Fitz that ever since he was in Tampa and then came to Miami, He's just like very down to earth and he's very matter of fact about these situations. And I think that's why he, kind of has such a great connection with so many of the players that he has played with because he keeps it real. What he was talking about with Tua with no ego, Fitzpatrick's the same thing. He's competitive, he wants to play, but like he knows his role, and he understands you know, the dynamics here of Miami drafting Tua and what that ultimately means, or means for Fitzpatrick in a transition that will happen at some point this year. But his perspective on it and his kind of just matter-of-fact approach with it I think is what I appreciated the most.
7: Let me take you to the second part some of these competitions going on. So just looking at the board here, I think the six veteran receivers, I don't see anybody, any of these young guys beating them out. Do you agree? I expect Isaiah Ford and Jakeem Grant to be on the, both along with Wilson and Hearns, be on the final 53. Are you with me or one of those guys not going to make it?
6: Well, I think it's a big boost for the Dolphins receiving core that Preston Williams didn't start the, the year on the pup list, right? And Brian Flores talked about that earlier this week, and that really hurts the chances of one of these young guys trying to sneak through I think it will be interesting to see if Gary Jennings, the wide receiver that they picked up last year off waivers from Seattle, can make a push for the roster because he does have a little bit more straight line juice than some of these other guys like Isaiah Ford. He played in a spread offense at West Virginia that Miami would probably ideally like to be able to have that explosiveness out of the slot with so much of this offense is going to be predicated at, on run-after-catch type plays from the receivers. I think Gary has a dynamic there where he can make it interesting, but he is at a disadvantage because Isaiah Ford's been in this system for a couple of years now.
5: Kyle, I want to go back to the Tua and Fitz thing for just a second here. With no preseason, no real training camp, n- nothing that a, a normal rookie or a normal season would, would, would uh, go mm-hmm. through at this point. you see Tua having a chance to start early in the season over Fitz? Or is it just the incumbent of, of he'll be here and by the end of the season we'll we'll hopefully get to see him? Because Armando Salgaro was on with us yesterday and he thinks that there is a chance if two is just better than Fitz in the whatever training camp they're gonna have. But do you see that possibility happening?
6: Yeah, I think it's I definitely think with the offense that they have brought in, it's not gonna be the dynamic that you saw last year with Fitzpatrick versus Rosen, where Rosen's head was absolutely spinning trying to keep track of everything he was responsible for where this is going to be a lot more spaced out offense and, This is what Tua did, so I do think because he has no restrictions, he's going to practice with no restrictions, it's strictly going to come down to whoever operates the offense at the highest level in their evaluation period is going to play. Could that be Tua? Yes, with what he's been billed as. If he lives up to his reputation, I think he can make a push to start, but the deck is certainly stacked against him for week one for sure and probably the first month of the season.
7: How about overall evaluations, especially for new guys with – No preseason, which used to be, sat here for 20-something years going, well, the big test is this game. Well, the big test, see how they've done from all these practices, and now all that stuff's gone, and you got to evaluate off of whatever you do at practice. How hard is that going to be?
6: Yeah, especially because some of these guys are just gamers, right? There's some guys that when they put on the pads and it's time to play for real, they're able to flip a switch. Um, You can't have that mentality this year, and uh, I definitely think from the Dolphins' perspective, The good news is so much of this team is young. So much of this team is players that have been brought in based on recent evaluations that – should know pretty well who some of these guys are. I think it's just gonna hurt him in any efforts to find any potential diamonds in the rough who might have otherwise had a chance in simulated game situations to to really pop off the screen at you.
7: The best story might just be a guy we picked up late last year. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Zach Sealer is gonna fit into this. Maybe, maybe even start as in play the first play, play early downs. What do you think of his chances of being a big part of this defense are this year off just playing a couple of games? Last year?
6: Yeah, I know he was an exciting talent coming out of Ferris State, you know, small school kid. This is a perfect example of the kind of player that could potentially, if he was a rookie this year, be hurt by no preseason, but super toolsy. And when you think about what the Dolphins want to be able to do up front, with depending on what the strengths and weaknesses are of their opponent from week to week, play odd front or even front. If you get into odd front sets and you need a B-gap defender to play like that 3-4 defensive end, he's got prototypical build to do that. And, And, Joe, as you said, these early downs in which, you know, you're more geared towards gap control and less penetration style Siler's going to be able to do that pretty well and like you said in the reps that we got to see him last year once they claimed him off the Ravens uh, waiver wire it was promising so I definitely think Siler is based on all the feedback that we've heard from Dolphins coaches since he's gotten into the building a player who is going to be a fixture in the rotation even though they went out and brought in Emmanuel and Shaq Lawson.
5: Kyle is the best position for Bobby McCain the safety or going back to like a nickel kind of position for him I mean I know he played well before you know and he's had injuries over the years but where is his best spot to play where he's best on this team
6: yeah it's tough because we only got what eight nine games of Bobby at safety last year before he got hurt and missed the second half of the year and he was pretty up and down understandably so he played corner and they had bounced him back and forth between outside corner and in the nickel uh, throughout the course of his first couple of seasons here in Miami and I thought he was always best in the nickel. I thought when you played him inside, he didn't have to worry about being so physical at the line of scrimmage and rerouting receivers was when he was best. I'll say this about his potential resume at free safety. He's got really good short area quickness and transitional quickness, which can help him attack throws in the air, but his feel in playing deep off wasn't where you would like it to be to feel really comfortable with playing them him there in the long term. So that's going to be the big thing for Bobby to watch. If he can show that he's processing his responsibilities, and he's processing how the the routes are layered more consistently this year, he might be able to stick there long-term. But otherwise, I think he's probably best having somebody else come in in the long-term to play that free safety role and have Bobby go back to being a rotational piece in the corner room.
7: With uh, with X-Man, Xavier Howard out for a while it's going to give some guys the chance to, to play more corner and nickel. How do you think with X-Man, how, how do you think this lines up early? especially when they start going against each other in practice. Who would you say first? Other who
6: the other corner
7: will be, and then what happens at nickel?
6: It, it's interesting, right, because you have a couple different options. You could take Ola Agni and play him at outside corner even though he was probably drafted to be a nickel and that's where he projects best. And it's kind of like the offensive line where if you have a guy that goes down, do you move your, if your left tackle goes down, do you move your left guard out to tackle and then bring your backup guard in and change the dynamics in two spots? Or do you just go with the next man up with that outside corner? So if Noah's going to play in the nickel, I'd probably like to see him get his focus of reps there and then bring Nick Needham into play for Xavier Howard so that, you're not changing the reps and the experience for more than one player if you don't have to.
5: Kyle, offensive line-wise, uh, we know Flowers is brought in and, and that starting position is going to be his. Ted Karras, I'm assuming, is going to be that starting center. But what about the other three spots? Are we waiting to see on Robert Hunt where to put Jesse Davis? And would you put... Julian Davenport over Austin Jackson Start with the no preseason Or do you just run with the rookie
6: The The left tackle spot's the tough one for me Because Austin I think has a much higher ceiling Obviously being a first round pick Austin he's probably going to be Pretty hit or miss early on Because he hasn't had the ramp up period I wouldn't be surprised if they do start Julian early on I think that an interesting battle that we could see develop You know between Robert Hunt and Jesse Davis I think the loser of that guard Or that tackle position kicks inside and plays guard. But I've, I've read a little bit that they're intending to let Michael Dieter mix it up at center a little bit. And that would be a really interesting battle to watch because Dieter has played center throughout the course of his career at Wisconsin and was the starting left guard for the vast majority of the season last year. I think that battle could be very interesting because they gave Karras a prove-it deal and Dieter was a third-round pick. So they clearly saw something they liked in Michael Dieter. And with the amount of investment they brought in an offensive guard that center position kind of feels like the spot where if he's going to make a push to play that would be where it is but as far as you know the right side of the offensive line I think Hunt Davis winner plays a tackle loser plays a guard
7: that's get, you know what's going to be really interesting on all this stuff that everybody's trying to figure out how are these young guys going to start is the fact that you open with the Patriots and Belichick right. who run a ton of different looks defensively to try to play with your head they don't beat you physically as much as they beat you mentally with things that they do that they surprise you with and and, and that's why i think the davenport's a really good point do you do that just to be safe to start with knowing that floor is going to try to win every frigging game w- would you agree that might slow everything down on young guys
6: even extending beyond the first game, the second game is Buffalo at home and two critical divisional games that you are gonna to have to draw uh, in back to back weeks, you certainly takes into account and, and very different styles of defense, right? The Patriots are much more physical, they're much more gap control, two gap potentially. And then the Bills, you know, even front defense. Sean McDermott is another great defensive minded head coach. Experience factor early on with critical division games could be the tipping point that sees Julian Davenport start and Ted Karras start because, you know, while the Patriots have the book on Ted Karras, Ted Karras also has the book on the Patriots. That's right.
3: Dolphins are trending upward. I would hate for them to start off really hot, win like seven games right out the gate, and then the season gets shut down because of COVID-19. Not going to think like that. Not going to think like that. If you want to hear more of the Joe Rose Show, if you want to download this show or any of the shows here on 560 The Joe, real simple, go get them on demand at our website, wqam.com. The radio.com app are wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Dan Lebitard's show, he's on right here, weekdays from 10 to 1.
8: Dan, the line, the line to the in and out at the drive-through was it, it was into the street. So there were many of us there. I, I, I had my mask on. They had masks on at in and out. I ate, I ate the hamburger. I tested post burger, and here we are, uh, right. still That's super negative. You're right. I mean, yes. think about Rinaldi. I mean, yes. think about everyone I, else. Think I'm about home.
9: everyone else. Think about the entire network, Scott Van Pelt. You're taking everything you have and going to Washington with it. You're going to infect everybody
3: because you had to have one of those tasty burgers.
8: Negative test. Negative.
3: Scott Van Pelt will also talk some PGA golf next with Dan Lebitard, Stugatz, and the guys on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard right here on 560, the Joe over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and you can hear a different Dan. We double Dan it here on the Joe. You can hear Dan Levitard weekdays from 10 to 1. Earlier today, Stu Gatz and Greg Cody were joined by ESPN legend Scott Van Pelt talking about unnecessary In-N-Out Burger. Now that he's had the In-N-Out Burger, though, is he ready for the PGA Tour and what you should expect from Tiger Woods this weekend? Uh, What kind of lengths and precautions do you have to go
9: to even get to san francisco never mind broadcasting from there
3: it's like
8: everything else at the moment right you know you get on airplanes and you're wearing masks and you get here and i'm i quarantined for a day at at, at the hotel there uh got a test and waited for a result and i wasn't to go anywhere unfortunately I, i i did take trip to In-N-Out because that's what you're meant to do if you're from the East Coast and you're somewhere where you can get one of those hamburgers. I did that before I knew I wasn't supposed to, but I just went to the drive-thru and I don't think I did anything wrong got my test. It was negative. That meant I was then allowed to come out here. But even here, it's, you know, people are doing what they've been instructed to do. People are keeping their distance. Everyone's got masks, except for the time where they're doing what I'm doing right now or when we're on the air. You know, it's it's interesting to see the way these protocols have been implemented in a way where it feels still odd, still feels foreign to us, and yet it's what you just sort of reflexively do. You know what I mean?
9: Super irresponsible.
8: Irresponsible. He's
9: a menace to society this guy yeah. he needs a burger so badly that i don't know if you've seen it stugatz like the schools yeah. in georgia where you've got all these people with no mask in a yep. hallway mm-hmm. that's scott van pelt going to get an in-and-out burger because he can't help himself because he's got an addiction dan
8: dan the line the line to the in-and-out at the drive-thru was it, it was into the street so there were many of us there i i, I, I had my mask on they had masks on at in and out i ate i ate the hamburger i tested post burger and here we are uh, right. still that super negative you're right i mean yes. think about rinaldi and we yes. Think about everyone hey, else. Think about problems.
9: everyone else. Think about the entire network, Scott Van Pelt. You're taking everything you have and going to Washington with it. You're going to infect everybody because you had to have
8: one of those tasty burgers. Negative test. Negative. Are <laughs> you going to get
9: more burgers now that you've tested negative? Like how uh, how dangerous? No.
8: Like what? No, I won't. <laughs> I'll send someone or something. I don't know what I'll do. It's just, it's just any East Coast person that gets anywhere in it, within a, a 50 mile radius of that big giant yellow arrow is just drawn to it like a moth to a flame.
9: <laughs> Tell us more about your order. Give us all the specifics. Put it on the uh, poll, Guillermo, please, at Levitard Show, even during you a go, pandemic. You go
8: three by three. You go three by three, Dan, because a double-double is not enough, but two double-doubles is gluttonous. So you go three by three, which means three patties on a bun, which is a lot of food, but it's you know I'm a big guy. I could, I could take care of that. So uh, that's the Stanford Steve order. He's a, he, he spent a great deal of time here, obviously, at Stanford, so he's the one that helps me understand the order. And Steve says you need to eat the fries first, because the fries, a lot of folks don't think are very good. But if you eat the fries first, then they don't taste as dry and as plain post-burger. That's what I did.
9: So do you eat the fries in the car?
8: Of course. Yeah, you sit there in a the car and you eat like an, like an absolute animal. It's just, I mean, it's, I, I talked about it through the years with Russillo. Watching me eat is one of the most horrifying things you could ever do. But me eating that in a car in a parking lot, I mean, just think about it. It's just so so. It's such a sad scene. And in the middle of a pandemic where, as it turns out, I wasn't meant to do it, but I did it. I mean, you know, it's also sad.
9: I love the idea of somebody who watched Watches ESPN, thinking that you're this glamorous uh, network star, and looking into the car next to them. I imagine a rental car. I imagine that ESPN's not letting you get a good rental car, and there's yeah. lanky, bald Scott Van Pelt with all sorts of triple patty burger on his face,
8: just annihilating, just housing a burger with <laughs> not even stopping to breathe. Horror Wait, Scott,
5: did any did any ketchup or mayo find its way to your clothing? Anything?
8: No, no, no. <laughs> It's, again, it's like it's like central vac. It's like an HVAC is <laughs> with, like, really, really strong pull, man. Like, nothing. There's no, what's it, detrius? Like, there's not even a crumb, man. Nothing.
9: How about the napkin situation? How many of them were there? How many were used? Because you can't eat a burger like that without napkin.
8: No, they give you a good, they give you a good wad of them. I'd say there must have been, like, five or six just balled up. and then. But then me, again, like, I don't unfold one daintily, right? You know, I just, I use the whole wad of them in my hand like a towel. You know what I mean? I'm not painting a very pretty picture here, but this is, at least it's act.
9: Is your wife horrified by how
8: you eat? I do better when I'm with, in her company. I mean, I don't eat like that in front of her. But I mean, this again. This is I'm by myself in a rental car, like doing <laughs> yeah. doing off the radar stuff that I wasn't meant to do. <laughs> you know, anything I mean, goes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's already a little bit questionable activity to start with. So I'm not as I'm not as concerned when I'm solo there.
9: <laughs> uh, Chris Cody gave a thumbs up there in the middle of that interview. Uh, you too, Chris Cody. Are Someone who eats differently around your wife than when you're in private.
6: Oh yeah, I'm the king of like the second dinner that like my wife has no idea about. Scott, you know that move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you
8: you try to put on airs around certain people, but I mean, again, in, in this in this setting, it was uh, it, it was as I described. It was there was nothing. There was no glamour involved. No.
9: So, can you tell us about the specifics? Do you have any idea like what this is going to be like? Golf should be safe,
8: right? They've done an amazing job. I, I and, and this is the PGA of America and PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan hand from the beginning had said, look, we're gonna we're gonna test aggressively, we'll, we'll probably have positives, which they have had. and they have sat the guys down and guys, largely, as I understand it that the, those who have tested positive in the past were asymptomatic and they as soon as they tested negative, they were able to come back out here. And they have done a spectacular job. And it works because unlike say the Marlins, where you have a team, these are independent contractors. You're outside. You can keep your distance from one another. They've done a great job on the tour. Now, this this week, it's it's different only in the sense that the trophy they're playing for is more significant. It's a major. I mean, anyone that would suggest, well, there's an asterisk. Well, that just feels like a reflexive reaction to anything that's done now isn't the same. Well, I would disagree with that. I mean, this is the same course where they're going to play. It's the best players in the world. And low score still wins. Obviously, not having fans takes a bit of the atmosphere away and the ambiance and, and the stress, I would think, and the tension. And I was asking some players about that yesterday, and they said, yeah, there, there's something to that. But your question was, you know, is it? it's essentially the same. I mean, the golf's been able to do it because of where they are. You're not indoors again, and they have been out here since mid-June. Again, I think they've done a spectacular job in how they've tested and how they've kind of moved forward in the face of it all.
5: Scott, what should people. He's always the story wherever he goes. So Tigers played one tournament uh, since the PGA Tour has come back year uh what should people expect from tiger this week i i will take him just being a contention scott but i have a feeling that's a
8: stretch considering how little golf he's played i think you're right i i I mean i don't know how you can expect him to play well when he just hasn't played at all I'm sure I'll be guilty of, you know, saying, oh, here in the President's Cup, he was 5-0 and and he beat John Daly in a World Golf Championship event here. That was more than a decade ago that that happened. And sure, it's nice to show it at a place where you played well, but basically anywhere where Tiger has ever played, he has at one time or another played well. Right now, you're talking about having played four rounds of golf basically, you know, this calendar year. I just think it's unreasonable to expect that he would play well as i speak to you guys right now it is about it feels like it's about 55 degrees there's this fog and wind and a bit of mist and with a bad back you know that certainly didn't help him last year at a couple of the venues where they played majors where it was cool you know his back has been bothering him he's been honest about that so if he plays well it's never a shock but if he played well here this week it would be surprising simply because he hasn't played where so many of these other guys have been playing a bunch since they came back out
9: is Bryson DeChambeau likable?
8: I, I like, I mean, for the fans, yeah, the guys on tour do a lot of eye rolling with him. And I think, and look, I think it's good. I think the fact that, like, Brooks Kepka basically is all but calling him a nerd and, and like trying to, like, rub his hair like a big brother, they constantly are kind of jabbing at one another back and forth. I think that's kind of fun for golf that there's almost like a, like a wrestling, you know, sort of a feel to it. I'll say this yesterday, I was walking with a number of players and he is a topic of conversation. Like, when a, when a tour player, who's one major, says, hey, have you seen a guy hit the driver yet? Oh, this is on the range. I said, no. He goes, go watch. Like, they don't talk about people like that, Dan. Like, they don't speak about people like, go watch the sideshow. And another player just said, what he's doing is astounding, and they speak of him with awe, but they all kind of wonder, can you keep doing it? Can your body stand up to this? And because he's just, he's quirky in terms of, like, all of the different ways that he looks at, sort of, the physics of it. He's got all these numbers that, he, that he's crunching that they don't. I don't think he's beloved by guys. Um, this is just me saying, using a lot of words to say I don't think a lot of guys are particularly fond of him, but I like watching him. I think he's great for the game.
9: The SV Pod is available wherever you get your podcasts, and he will be available in San Francisco, PGA Championship, TBC, uh, TPC, Harding Park. It's this week. Uh, thank you for being on with us. Always good catching up with you. You haven't started yet. Uh, forgive my ignorance. You haven't started yet in Washington with the studio show, have you, or am I an idiot?
8: No, you're not an idiot. Well, they're, they're two, those are two different <laughs> questions. <laughs> he's but, an idiot, Scott. Uh, in this case, you're not an idiot because i know we haven't moved actually right after i get back from this we pack the stuff up and head south and we'll be on from dc sometime in late august on or around the 24th is what we're eyeballing so i will see you all from there then
3: scott van pelt can do it all he can sp- host sports center he can go out west and eat an in-and-out burger during a pandemic he can go back east to washington dc and do some espn stuff talk about golf cover golf and make fun of Dan Lebatard, SVP. Speaking of being able to do it all, Hawk and Crowder.
10: Uh oh, a, co- a little bit too much coffee this morning. You want what? to fire up the
2: uh, the the phlegm montage, Solana?
10: And some of those. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah right. Been too long. My Why died. is it so funny? Light skin green.
3: Oh yes, they were fired up today. You don't want to miss it. They talk a little bit about the Panthers, uh, a little bit about baseball, uh, and some fighting over Zion. Uh, Zion's my dude, dude. You'll hear that in about five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard right here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, gotta turn this one back up. One of my all-time favorite bands, Silver Sun Pickups, the song Panic Switch. Don't panic, this is good music. I love Silver Sun Pickups, that great indie rock. Los Angeles, California out there in the Silver Lake area. Silver Lake area, it's got some real cool, artsy, divey places right there on the Sunset Strip. Just off, Mm -mm mm-mm-mm, so good. Ah, you could listen to Silver Sun pickups all night. They've actually been doing something interesting on their Instagram page. They have been watching and reviewing classic 80s movies. Wonder where they got that idea from. Maybe the Hawk and Crowder Show. We're on right here, Five Six of the Joe, weekdays from 2 to 6. We bring in Jay Fig for a Searing Pain movie review, or we give her some of our classic, classic movies, and then she just totally rips them apart because she doesn't watch movies. But she is our movie expert, so she watches the movies, reports back to us, and it's usually Searing Pain! So, you can follow that on Instagram. You can listen, usually weekdays at around 5.30 for J Fig's movie review. Silver Sun Pickups, S-S-P-U, on Instagram and see what they think about certain 80s movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I guarantee it's not searing pain! Hawk and Crowder, he brought you the pleasure earlier today talking about 2-0 oh is ugly. Being down in a series... Especially a five-game series, 2-0. Very, very not nice. (laughs) Baseball! Is it back? Bop, bop, bop. Also, they give you some headlines, more Zion fighting. (laughs) And also, make up your mind. Opt in or opt out.
2: Got ourselves a wang-dang-doodle today what's that panthers hockey <laughs> heat <laughs> basketball marlins baseball so panthers right now it is the uh, second intermission panthers right now are trailing 3-2 going into the third period and uh i mean you played professional sports it's never over till it's over and there's whole period of hockey left but man you don't want to see this team go down to nothing to the islanders in you know a what? best of five series
10: Hey, man, I I trust with hockey, his name's Hawkman, said they can't go down 2-0 because it's going to be real ugly for them to get out of this round or even make it to the playoffs, so yes, 2-0 is ugly.
2: Now, what you want to do, they came out, they were were just intense. I mean, they were aggressive on offense, which they weren't on Saturday, and uh, they uh, took a one-goal lead, Islanders tied at 1-1. Then they took a 2-1 lead. Islanders tied it 2-2. And then the Islanders took a 3-2 lead now again, going into the third period. They're in the second intermission right now. But got some Panthers hockey. You got Heaton Celtics later on this evening. And then you've got the return of the Miami Marlins tonight. And I don't even know who's on the team anymore. I had, Honestly, I had learned some of the names. What, what, what is this? Uh oh! Marlins did but, something. But they can't. They don't play until tonight. I thought. Yeah,
0: but I just feel they like play, it's uh, man. it's fair, right? Like getting into the mood for the Marlins.
2: No.
10: No. Huh. Okay. if we can play this song for a run, we could play the song for baseball being back. They were no. out of the league. Bro, they were out of the league for a week and a half. No, play the song, Solana. No, that's the <laughs> worst go, parameters out. I've <laughs> ever heard.
2: <laughs> now we're playing their celebratory song if they're just not sick? They're back, that's, baby. They're back!
10: The
2: I stand against song. this. I stand against it.
10: <laughs> How can we celebrate with no baseball? Come on.
2: I think now. you have defiled. Pa 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 pa.
10: <laughs> and that's hard, what time do that's they play?
2: They play at 7.30 tonight? 7.35, yeah. All right. In Baltimore? Camden Yards, yes. Baltimore? All right, so we got a lot going on. So let's get headlines here to start the afternoon with our friend Alejandro Solana. So the
0: Panthers, they trail the Islanders 3-2, third period about to get underway. The Miami Heat, they'll play the second night of their back-to-back against the Celtics, a 6.30 p.m. start time. The Heat are three-and-a-half-point underdogs tonight, guys.
2: All i going to have to look at the... Uh... The props on that one tonight before we're off the air see if there's anything I didn't want to bet the Islanders Panthers game today because I don't like betting stuff when we're on the air it just I my focus just I know it when we've done soccer over unders like the EPL or whatever and I, I just I can't concentrate well so and I'm rooting for the Panthers anyway and I, I don't want to have extra ammunition to uh to lose interest in the show so I did not I did not bet anything what is uh, I wonder what the Marlins line is tonight did you look uh Solana I I couldn't find a line for. Let me see the if morning. there is a line. I don't know if anybody knows oh. who's playing. I was going to yeah,
10: say, I they got dogs. dogs. We don't they even are know
0: the Don, Don Mattingly doesn't know half his roster. I mean, he said that
2: I
10: yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, yeah.
2: where he's literally never met them. Right. I love
10: it. Marlins. I love when, I love when coaches call their team by the number on their jersey. <laughs> Come on, 11.
2: Let's go 13. <laughs> 17. How you feeling? You ready to pitch tonight? I'm a catcher. All right, 17. <laughs> it's like bad news bears. <laughs>
10: Remember Bobby Bowden? That was Bobby Bowden. Didn't know his players' names.
2: Yep. Uh, Panthers, Islanders, by the way, are underway for the third period. Uh, Marlins are minus, minus 185? Marlins are huge favorites tonight. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, no, no. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. They're uh, they're minus 185 if you're taking a run and a half. They're plus 107, just even money. So they're they're not a huge underdog. I wonder who's pitching tonight. Pablo Lopez pitching for the Marlins. No idea who that is. Uh, he's been on the uh, roster. He's been on the uh, roster. Has, has he? Low. Okay. Below. Yeah.
10: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they
2: call him. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got here, Solana?
0: Also, some uh, WNBA action tonight, guys. The Connecticut Sun, they play the Seattle Storm God, at 9 p.m. This team,
2: man. They're killing me.
0: The Sun are 10.5-point underdogs.
2: Somebody texts in, uh, crowd, remember to ask Cornbread about ice cream cake.
10: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Somebody else says, "Bro, y'all out here playing radio hopscotch." <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. All right, hop on over to five sixty. All right, hop back to seven ninety. Can be that way for a
10: couple of months, I guess. Lock in, man. We have a protocol as well. Everybody else has a protocol. We have a protocol. We have a protocol. Got to take it serious, listeners. <laughs> yeah, don't don't
2: just listen. Uh, you know, with one ear, or whatever. We need you to focus. We need you to lock in. Lock in. I love it. All right. What else you got, Solana? The Pels. They beat the
0: Grizzlies 109-99 yesterday. Zion Williamson. Let's talk about him. Finished with 23 (laughs) points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists in 25 minutes. And he closed out the game for the Pels.
2: That's on Alvin Gentry by the way. He should have been doing that earlier on. But let's talk about Zion.
10: Oh, yes, when he plays decent minutes he can do something. That's what like, I'm saying, man. But you think their whole like I just it's 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 a shame what's going on with this young man cuz he can't push away from the table. That's his problem. He he, he 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 he'll give
2: you a great game like he did last night every two or three games.
10: But is that's what that's not what y'all talk about franchise hawk. Oh, at one point you said this man's going to make 20 All-Star I, no, I'm in teasing. I'm teasing. He can't do that. <laughs> He's got to do that every night. And I'm with you. He d-
2: he did not come back looking in the shape that I thought he was going to look in. But you got a taste last night. You got to taste. If that kid can get it together, push away from the table as you just said. Yeah. That can- we can ask cornbread too in the uh, yes, in the yes. next segment and see what he
10: uh, thinks. Is this a conspiracy theory? I th- I believe there's something else wrong with Zion. And allegedly whatever. I, I don't know if it's heart conditions or diabetes, something, bro. It's a it's a reason why Alvin Jim who is a respected NBA coach doesn't want to play this man more than five minutes a quarter there has to be a reason
2: but I mean he was doing it in college that's the only thing where I give pause it's like he he led a team he was there minute in minute out for the best college team in basketball so I I don't I don't know obviously but maybe there is maybe they get to the NBA uh physicians and NBA physicals and trainers and they go yeah this guy like and again you said it I mean these are investments so you look at your investment you go yeah don't don't Drive this car fifty thousand miles this year. This is a great car. Don't drive this car fifty thousand miles this year.
10: As a lease, you can't lease a franchise what? player hockey. You got to purchase a franchise <laughs> player. You can't give me. a Man, they got a lease with a purchase to, with an option to buy. I'm gonna purchase a Ferrari and only drive it a thousand miles a year. Come on, man. I can't. I can't make that purchase.
2: What else we got, Solana?
0: The Panthers, by the way, down a man right now. Islanders power play a minute and change left in the power yeah, play they they,
2: they need to pull this game out I, I'm so uh, frustrated yeah being. I, I don't want to see them it. go out in three yeah I mean that you, you could see where tomorrow they would come out deflated if they can't get this game man all right we'll yeah, keep
0: an come eye
10: on fighting baby coach Q come out fighting yep. yeah
2: the Lakers they clinched
0: the top seed in the west yesterday they beat the Jazz 116 to 108 yeah so they can relax
10: now Yep, finally LeBron, guys. LeBron, LeBron is doing everything in his power to make AD the star, which is kind of yep. genius. Which is yep. kind of genius, guys. You know yep. I don't like LeBron, plus, but
2: No, and and plus, he doesn't, you know, AD could leave after this season. If yeah. he wanted to, like LeBron's going out of his way to
10: go, "You're the you're the man." <laughs> which is genius. I hate yeah. it when don't, I have to miss Don't leave LeBron. me here with J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters. <laughs> i telling you, I hate when LeBron makes me look bad.
0: Um, the NFL announced yesterday, about an hour after our show ended, that the deadline for players to opt out of the 2020 season is now Thursday at 4 p.m.
10: All right. And 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 what was it? One of the McCourty brothers had a whole problem with them moving up the opt-out period. I, and I know I'm the player and all that, the player angle. McCourty needs to shut the hell up. Opt out or opt in? like they're acting like people acting like doing all this research everybody is confused by it opt out or opt-in odell beckham had that dumbass thing i think i get we'll probably talk about today yeah that was yeah
2: i mean what's he what's he talking about
10: it's too hot outside to go outside okay well don't go outside no i want to go outside but it's too hot (laughs) well don't take your ass outside Opt out or opt in. These players are getting ridiculous, man. And I know this the this is the own, very owner-centric angle, but I really feel this way. If well, you don't want to play, don't play. If you want to play, I, I, play. They're giving you an I option.
2: will tell you, I read something on Yahoo Sports today. I think it was Dan Wetzel that wrote it that just said, look, the billionaire owners, while it's real easy to point at them and say, oh, they just want to make money, they're, they're set for life. Like yeah. the Cowboys franchise itself. Forget about Jerry Jones' oil money. He's got $5 billion just in the Cowboys, you know, if he wanted to sell that asset, $5 billion. Stephen Ross is worth billions. What Dan Wetzel was writing was, You know if they were to cancel a season you're talking about a lot of ancillary employees that really are the ones that are going to get hurt so while it's very easy to point at the owners and go oh they just want to make money there's a lot more to it than that i don't think many people would want their business canceled for the season because the owners you know want to do the right thing health wise but you know everybody wants to make their paycheck every every vendor every you know whatever it is like they're they're looking for ways to to keep active so so, very complicated, but I, I don't like just the uh, the Odell Beckham, you know, oh, they, they, this is crazy. They, they don't care about us. And okay, so don't play. No, I'm playing. You know, it's That's like, a, all right, I mean, what are you doing?
10: It's a business, and they're trying to adjust like everybody else is trying to adjust. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, whoa. Uh oh, a little t- too much coffee. A little bit too much coffee this morning. You want to fire up the uh, the
2: the montage, Solana?
10: And some of those.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Whoa>. yeah <laughs> it's Been too long. Why is it so Hey, funny? yo, light
10: skin. Hey, John, we always. And whoa. And with Wade leaving, excuse me. Wade can't go back. And I my Series of, excuse me, they uh, can't go back. I have this, <coughs> and some of those. Whoa, I forgot how disgusting that was. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. But <laughs> but to your to to your point, Hawk, I don't hold your breath to see Stephen Ross buying Vienna sausages out of the out of the convenience right. store. Right? Like, I mean, he's on, like guys. he's
2: set, and and if like if if someone said to him, hey. You need to shut that business down for the player's health. Then, okay, he could do that. And he ain't eating Vienna sausage, like you said. No. He's still going to eat at Nobu every night. Like, yeah, he's set for life.
3: <laughs> Crotter's my dude, dude. They shouldn't have played that flim montage. But then again, he kind of deserved it because he knocked my other dude, Zion Williamson, and won't stop. We'll see what happens. Basketball is back. The Heat are in action on our sister station, 790. They're trying to rebound from a loss yesterday at Toronto. Here's how that sounded.
1: Live from American Airlines Arena in Miami, it's the second-game broadcast of the eight-game restart of the NBA seating schedule with your Miami Heat, the home team taking on the defending champion, Toronto Raptors. Live from the H.P. Fieldhouse on the NBA campus in Orlando, Florida. Good afternoon, everyone. Mike Engels here with my partner, Ruth Riley Hunter. Back with inside Lowry. strong to the basket. Black from behind. And back with it comes Miami's Kendrick Nunn. Good block on defense by Heat, Stopping Lowry. They get it into Butler. Off the glass. And that's Jimmy's forte in deep in the paint.
3: That play started with Jimmy block on the defensive end and then finishes that up. A nice strong cut down the middle.
1: None. High right brings it to the middle. Open for the three. Long shot short. Good follow-up rebound, Bam with an easy layup and in. I'm in a bio for Miami now with a second field goal. Totter to the baseline. Into the corner. Drogic for three. Got it to go. Doran Drogic and Miami leads now. How about that? All of a sudden
0: the heater up. A great defense leading to those transition points. Love the ball movement, finding Gordon wide open in the corner.
1: Cotter on the wing, Dragic in attack mode, into the lane, out to Kelly on the wing. They fly by Kelly and he hits a three-ball. A Linic from downtown. That's his fourth, and Miami up by three with seven and a half to go. And Bleach back to. Lowry, Lowry, hand up. Three-one at the rim by Ivaka. Coach Poe's going to take a timeout. All of a sudden, he sees this slipping away after leading. They're now down by six.
9: Yeah, the
0: defense right now just too easy for Toronto scoring at will. OG hits
1: a pair, and that'll be the ball game. The heat inbound. And the final score, Toronto 107, Miami 103. The Raptors stay perfect here in the reset schedule. Miami now 1-1 one and one with a big game tomorrow night at 6.30 against the Boston Celtics.
3: Just a minor blip for the Heat. They're going to be okay. They're already into the playoffs. They're going to just keep on trending upwards, get into the playoffs, and keep playing well. I can feel it. Of course, as I earlier mentioned, you can listen to the Heat taking on the Celtics right now on our sister station, 790 The Ticket. In fact, I may do that right now because I'm getting out of here, jumping in my car, going home, maybe cleaning up a little bit, making some minus sandwiches. And eating whatever's not expired in my refrigerator or cabinets. I am Dan Day. Follow my weird eating and partying lifestyle on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, all the social media at Dan Day Radio, and join me again tomorrow night and every weekday night at 6 o'clock, right here for the Best of the Joe Show. Later, Slug.
1: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours